Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because... I'm a woman. <laughs> we are in record. Ready? That means we're live, baby. We're live. Uh, and we're back. We were back last week with a retirement pod, and now we're back to normal with less seriousness. <laughs> but all of the normal things that people have come to love of the tryhards. Although it isn't quite that normal because we're now having to do this over zoom because of your lockdown situation in cardiff um and you also told me that we're recording it so i actually had to go and brush my hair and give myself some eyes um and hopefully no one can hear the dog in the background who's chewing a bone from the butchers um i can't hear the dog but i'm very honored that you felt you needed to put a bra on for this (laughs) i have not Oh, wow. Yeah, but you can just rest them on your knees. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, I mean, mean and also ridiculous because you're eight years older than me. So you got big, more gravity. So anyway, um, I think that's how it talking works. about Zoom, your flat is looking reasonably tidy. I'm impressed. Yeah, um, you know what? It's, um, it's now become very important to keep the flat tidy because it is part of the Scrum 5 set. last week I did a Callum Sheedy piece and it was filmed in my flat which I never thought we'd get to a point where I was having to use clothes horses and ironing boards as camera stands (laughs) but that is just the world that we live in now so yeah the flat was firing and looking ream on uh, scrum five the amount of people who said to me oh very crispy no the antlers are there all year round and um, yeah, yeah. I, I must admit on the feedback of our pre you doing work feedback they do if you ever so slightly move look like you have horns antlers um yeah not necessarily as effective whilst you've got a hat have you seen anybody i'm intrigued with zoom now um have you seen any into anyone's house that you thought, no, that's not what they've got there or anyone has surprised you? 
Um, nobody's really surprised me. I have seen the insides of a few people's houses, but probably less than you because I feel like every day I ring you and <laughs> you're on a different Zoom with somebody else. So who's had the most impressive home that you've seen? Um, it's a good question. One th- one person that's not very impressive is Mr. Brian Habana. He's got a shirt from his Toulon days, I think. Um, and it's not even up on the wall. It's just leaning next to him. And I'm like, is it, are you going to put that up? Or is that like part of the display in your area? Brian um, lives in like a 55 bedroom mansion though. So it's hard <laughs> to decorate every room. <laughs> so, you know, you, he'll get there at some point, but when you live in a vast palace in South Africa, it probably takes some time. I know, I know that that's, you know, the issue that both of us have had in our huge homes over the uh, lockdown period. Have you found it a good or a bad part of lockdown doing Zooms? Have you enjoyed it or do you dread it? Um, I find it quite difficult that now people want to Zoom all of the time or go on Microsoft Teams um, when actually a text or a normal phone call would do <laughs> um yeah and it's and also nature of it as well like people like i don't have an office i obviously do everything in this one room in my house and yet i constantly get should we jump on zoom and i'm like uh that would mean i'd have to jump in some clothes like <laughs> and jump out of bed so i find the casual nature of people saying should we jump on zoom no yeah, yeah it does um does require a lot more effort than probably the phone call needs or is necessary for. Um, I've been wondering what you do with Koya. Um, so I actually, we got into a point genuinely um, where Simone and Koya would be scheduled to leave the house at certain times. Um, probably one of my most entertaining Zoom calls was actually when I was doing some work with Gallagher um, for some internal um, webinars and uh, they're focusing on health and well-being, um, getting people active. There was like a 15-minute Friday fix with me um, through the month of don't know. They just all blurred into one, yeah. um, and uh, I ended up doing chair yoga of all things. But the problem was um, I needed space to do it, and so I ended up having to not just sit at my dining room table. I had to like basically prep the whole front room and make sure that I had enough like space and it just became just real entertainment and yeah and at that point um Simone and uh, Koya were banished the problem was I've had to turn off the um the doorbell um because if that goes off but then Koya doesn't even need the doorbell she can hear people out on the gravel so she goes mad um and then going back to yoga probably one of the coolest things I did start doing in lockdown was yoga with Lucy um, oh, and uh yeah and she's absolutely awesome um i'll have to well we can put out a link to Lucy um, on the pod before our last one that we did pre-lockdown we talked about lucy lou yoga and how you have to get on there on instagram a follower and get involved in the yoga vibes she's one of these people where as soon as you spend five minutes in her company you just feel like naturally that much more like zen and chill <laughs> so if that's not a great testament for somebody's or testimony for somebody as a yoga instructor, I don't know what is. Um, but I had one of the funniest, funniest moments of lockdown was, so we were doing a morning session, we'd, we'd kept the blinds closed, so the front room was reasonably dark, um, we'd moved the um, big wooden, ridiculously heavy tree that we used for, um, for all our drinks and stuff in the front room. Anyway, 
um, put it on, introduced ourselves. Luckily, there wasn't that too many people on there. And um, we're lying down. And I look up just to make sure that I, you know, we were doing everything right. I mean, why I needed to look, it was clear, like, anxiety that I was getting it wrong. And all, like, all she asked me to do was lie on my back. But um, Koya had found a pillow um, and decided to start humping the pillow in front of the laptop oh but because the laptop was down at like low level so we could sit on the floor and talk it was full view for everyone doing the yoga session of my rampant dog do that <laughs> I all the moments that she's going to choose to do that i thought you're going to say she came down the stairs with a bra in her mouth because that's so normal <laughs> it was honestly one of the funniest things i think i've ever seen oh um, i've actually got like secondhand embarrassment for koya <laughs> That dog, she's a pervert. I've said it before on the podcast. Like when you were in China last year and Harriet Miller Mills and I were in the house, I'd in the morning, I'd have to like stealthily lay my clothes out and I'd have a shower and like bolt the door because I'd get out the shower and I'd like come downstairs. I'd be like, Has have you seen my underwear? And Koi would have just like taken it in the garden, <laughs> buried it in the rockery, hidden it behind a bike. We definitely don't have a rockery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, where the foxes poo. <laughs> just really selling your house to everybody out there really nice anyway lockdown was entertaining um done plenty of zooms you're right um and actually learned pretty early on how to use it all and but yeah right at the start i mean honestly it seems like so long ago we ran all of the center of excellence the wasps academy program all virtually um which was absolutely amazing it was bonkers like we did snc we did skills we did um interviews with random people that had jobs and certain things oh i heard that i i mean obviously i've heard secondhand but apparently there was a media session that the girls did with um an illustrious female media professional and they were just raving about it afterwards couldn't get them off the call they were loving it yeah because the person just wouldn't shut up about <laughs> They just enjoyed watching you and I arguing and like I think for the first time ever they saw someone being like taking the mick out of me because they're most of them are a little bit scared of me so they were like oh my god who's this crazy woman Nolly's gonna go away because all the center of excellence girls were on there the ones who like may have an interest in doing something like that one day and then Giselle attended because she was like my son is very keen and he had to like sit there with all of these girls and Giselle like I've got a question I was like all right Giselle stop it stop being the keynote here it's for the kids not you <laughs> no it was good to be fair and like I look back and um, think about what we managed to achieve like the stress of lockdown it's crazy how when you're involved in it and actually on reflection when you're away on tour for a World Cup or you're in, in the moment of something that is really hectic and, and mental, like, it all, like the world is just going in slow motion and if you're under a lot of stress. And I think lockdown felt like that, but now it, looks, it, it feels like so long ago. And however, you are back in lockdown. Yeah, we are in lockdown, so it doesn't feel like long ago. It's grim. Like, I, you know, there's things I'm quite lucky, as weird as it sounds. I, because I live alone, I can bubble with another household in Cardiff. So I can't leave Cardiff County, like socially. Obviously I can for work because I'm classed as a key worker because of TV. What a joke. Um, 
but I can bubble with another household. So I've bubbled with my friends who've got three little kids and they were like last night, come over, you know, have a few drinks, like be a really nice Saturday night, which when you have a few beers on Saturday night, it's like, yes, fun, not fun when the two-year-old wakes up at 5am and then trying to tell the two boys who are four and eight to stay in bed which consisted of two hours laying on a mattress on the floor of their bedroom with the two of them, arguing with each other about whether there was a snake or a monster in the room, um, asking me just any random thought or question that popped in their head. So I'm knackered today. Like, I don't know. The biggest heroes of lockdown are the parents. Because how people have got through this with their kids 24-7. I know. I I think, um, although... One thing you should have made them, you should have made notes because the topics that the boys are coming up with would probably be hot topics for us on this podcast. So I'm trying to think what like weird arguments there were this morning. Oh, the best. Oh, you'll enjoy this. I, I tell this on the pod for your entertainment, whether anyone else will find it funny. Um, so get up this morning and we're in the living room. So there's me, Lori and Dan, the adults pottering around and the three kids. William is my godson. He's eight next month. He's got to a very cheeky, annoying phase at the moment because he just has his own personality and he can't be like told what to do as much as he used to be. So the TV remote goes missing and we're like looking around for it and we're like, it can't have just disappeared, William. It's here somewhere. So we're like looking around. Dan's looking down the back of one sofa. I'm looking down the back of the other. So William just pulls my pants down. <laughs> like kegs me i've got like i'm wearing pajama bottoms i've got no underwear on underneath just kegs me in the middle of the living room luckily dan is so intently looking down the cushions of the sofa on the other side of the room he doesn't have the full view of the full moon i thought i was gonna pass out i've never panicked so much <laughs> in my life as being stood there with but the worst thing was noah the little one had hold of my hands so i'm there leaning over a sofa with my star wars pajama bottoms around my knees an eight-year-old laughing himself stupid and a three four-year-old holding onto my hands to stop me getting away so that's how my sunday started and you were probably still fast asleep when all this was happening probably and um I don't think I could get that image out of my head. Anyway, talk about what else has been happening. This last Saturday was World Mental Health Awareness Day. And I think what's been really good over the past few days is more so than any other year, people being really open about these conversations, not just saying, I'm here if you need to talk, but do you know what? I've struggled this year or a few years ago I struggled or this was a crisis moment for me. And I think it's, this is the first year for me that it's felt that there's been a dramatic cut through this I, I think there definitely has i think there's definitely more um sorry i was just acknowledging the fact that you've got a huge glass of drink some um, pepsi max cherry is it really really flat guinness or is it <laughs> pepsi max cherry it's pop oh oh god um anyway we digress um i i think lots of people are far far more open to sharing stories and talking and it's awesome to see lots more um athletes and people in kind of influencer roles actually sharing and and talking and and normalizing stuff um i think where we need to probably improve is how we can help each other and how um actually learning how to listen and learning how to support someone or understanding that if it's not quite if it's not you at that time like what influence can you have to help someone else and and trying to be a little bit 
um, kinder with our approach to people. Um, I think, yeah, we want lots of people to be talking. We want lots of people to be sharing their stories, of course. And there are loads of amazing charities out there. But we also need to get the support networks around them that are the people that they choose to have around them to feel confident that they can help too. Um, I know when I struggled, it was one of the hardest things for the people around me because I remember my dad telling me, well, um, but you're always okay. Like yeah. you're the kind of happy one. And it's like, and if you're the life and soul of the room, often it like changes the dynamic of it so um one thing i found quite um a kind of a learning for me during lockdown and this period of lots of people struggling for different reasons is and i don't mean this in it's i don't think anyone does this with any level of viciousness or or you know intentional selfishness but sometimes I think we can trivialize other people's mental health issues when they finally feel that they can speak out by relating to it so when somebody says do you know what I'm, I'm really struggling with anxiety we're too quick to say oh I get that all the time and actually sometimes that's the worst thing that somebody can hear they because they're at such a crisis point somebody else saying yeah I get it all the time it's normal if they feel inherently no this isn't normal how I feel isn't normal right now we need to be better and you said this the other day we need to be better at listening not not mirroring not matching not trying to empathize necessarily but listening and helping as opposed to just saying yes yeah yeah, i know exactly how that feels sometimes it's just about being there for that person and saying okay what can we do to help you what do you need from me how what tools can i give you what what tools can we create for you in in our social circle our workplace that make this better for you as opposed to matching what somebody tells you does that make sense Make, makes lots of sense um and it was actually really cool to talk um to Stuart Hogg with through Loris obviously we needed someone to ask some questions I know someone that is okay at that so I invited uh, LJ along oh. and uh yeah I think it was really interesting for me to hear how he actually said you know even just using the term man up um I think he said it's not we're not in the dinosaur era anymore and actually him sharing his story and saying that a lot of the guys um are talking and how he's been inspired by seeing other people and and also um you know with his story and where in his journey at the moment he's playing some of his best rugby because he's just fundamentally a lot happier and I think it's really nice because sharing that um emphasizes the importance and understanding that even though you think you're doing the right thing by just toughing it through, actually you end up kind of not in the best place or not performing and not being the best version of you anyway. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. And also hasn't seen the video that Laureus have tweeted. They've, they've tweeted a video and there's also a, a kind of written up version of it on their website. I would implore anyone who hasn't seen that to go and and read what Nolly and and Stu said, and it just it's really powerful. It was and obviously I moderated the conversation and then watched that back and read it back, and it's it was still very very powerful hearing it for a second time. Just the things that both of you said and how similar certain aspects were, how different certain aspects were, but it just shows that everybody goes through something, and. Mm that's why it you know it's it's about normalizing it as much as possible but there's no weakness in it 
tell you one thing I didn't ever realize I mean obviously like at one point you asked me who who do I want as do I think should get the Lions 15 shirt and um obviously I think Stuart's amazing and I like watching him play at the weekend was really weird and very very surreal because for the first time ever I've realized he runs exactly the same as me with the ball granted he's like in relative terms he's obviously faster than me but in relative terms I think he's quicker than I was on the rugby field potentially but actually how he does his little thing and like this little like step and go on the outside and it was really odd it's the first time like really similar statures within your sport if that makes sense like I think he's the equivalent like stature and build of you and things like that I always think that when I look at him like he's if you look at him in a side he's the nolly of his team I know it's weird I've never noticed it though and I was literally like freaking out because I was like no no one's ever looked like like to see someone that plays like you that's a boy is really weird <laughs> I often wonder when he does that goose step ball in two hands I always think he's modeled that on Nolly and yeah like, to be <laughs> fair to tell you actually dropped him a message and said and said just what I've just told you and um the conversation did go I need to find some videos um of me doing it and then I'm going to give them to LJ to play side by side <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Extra work. But anyway, um, should we talk a bit about the rugby? Um, yeah, Exeter, he was awesome. Exeter were ridiculous. I didn't watch much of that one, I'll be honest. I kind of dipped in and out of it. But for me, that was a bit of a foregone con conclusion. Everyone was like, oh, you can't call either of these games. I was like, no, nah, I think you can. Exeter at Sandy Park. Fans or no fans, there is a spirituality to Exeter at that stadium. They're just so clinical and, yeah. and, and the only way I think that you can describe them is ruthless. Like mm. they are ruthless in what they do and they have this huge um, buy-in to who they are, what they're about, how they play. And actually it comes down to the finer detail of the stuff that you would never really appreciate. And yeah. that, it was really, it was fascinating. Um, on BT, they had, they had Stu Hooper in studio pre-match. And they said to him, because obviously they didn't know that they were going to be playing until the Wednesday. He said, you know, we had to go through the motions. We went back in. But what do you do? What's your game plan against Exeter? And he was like, you know, we can't say to them, don't give away penalties because that's a really negative mindset to go into a game. But essentially, you can't give away any penalties. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's how you have to approach it. You have to be your most disciplined that you're going to be all season against that side or it's curtains just they're just ridiculously clinical so like from the tackle area getting people back on their feet um where they play set plays what they're doing in set piece um and then you know you've got people that pull in the strings and simmons set up you know busting through jj to to offload to stuart to score was just ridiculous and actually it you know what doesn't look like he's old enough big yeah. enough anything to be playing rugby at this level he's not aging like I feel like I've been watching him for like what three seasons now he, the, he's getting younger he's just he looks like a child he looks about 14 and I think it's even more exaggerated because his brother is there and you're he just doesn't look the part until he starts playing and you're like wow this kid yeah I, I don't think you could say that about his rugby he was no, really definitely not about his rugby but just him but but talking about that try when he busts through in the offload and like there was another there was another offload like there's no way he should have made it yeah like Anthony, Anthony Watson got back tackled him stripped his arms basically 
if you get tackled from behind to try and strip the ball and he still managed to get through and offload um I can't remember who scored scored the try but it was just ridiculous but you know it was great to see um Stuart on the back of the conversation that we had on the Thursday saying how happy he was saying how much he enjoyed rugby again um and then scoring the try and seeing his reaction and seeing yeah. um his face and the smile um won't say what he said to to Simmons <laughs> about <laughs> brilliant pass mate I think it was something along those lines along those um but it was just great it, you know I think, I, think that, I felt that like was undersold a little bit and this isn't obviously getting at anybody because they're a great team but BT in the pre-match was saying about how Exeter have been at the pointy end of the season the past few year years and Bath haven't been in a major final since Stu Hooper was playing himself and I thought four of that match day 23 for Bath played in a World Cup final this time last year like it, there is no bigger stage no. so you um, don't make that kind of finals excuse no I think you know what what's been cool about Bath to be fair is how they hit the ground running after lockdown they obviously got it right and that's cool to see you know all of the prep like it is a huge amount of preparation to get a team ready yeah. um to perform and um yeah I think Rory McConaughey is just he is literally one of the nicest people and to see him performing um in attack he's scoring tries for fun defensively putting a big shift as well at the weekend um so yeah, I think all like credit does go to Bath for getting into that position. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But Exeter, just a different different gravy. And I think they're going to do the double. Um, do you? Yeah, but talking about different gravy, tell you what, the yeah. wasps, the wasps game against Bristol, the stranglehold that they got. That? Would you have like I couldn't have called a winner? So for wasps to do what they did was the problem is if you play like um, Bristol do, and they and you can see that they're an energy driven side. You know, in their I think it was the semi final against the Dragons um, for the Challenge Cup, yeah. and they. You know, they stayed in the game and and it wasn't until 
Bristol started to unleash, it was like all of a sudden the engine was turned on and they just went flat to the floor and it just created this amazing energy. And, and Wasps just seemed to frustrate Bristol because their defensive shape was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jack Willis is just... <laughs> I feel like you've got a new crush. <laughs> oh, honestly, like... And it's that, it's not rugby player crush, it's rugby crush. He is, and I'm sure anybody who watched that game, probably even if you were a Bristol fan, he, what I found amazing is Ben, not, <laughs> ben Coles from The Telegraph um, tweeted his um, turnover stats pre-match. And at pre-match, he still had double the next player in the league for the season. And then he goes out and he's, and Charlie Morgan. Seen, have you also seen the list where it's got all of the team stats and then he sits yeah. in the <laughs> Charlie Morgan, also of the Telegraph, he said the big thing about him is that he's got this like, and I reckon Sam Waterman would love him for this. He's got this like nausea Saturday local team vibe. Like he's ruffling Callum Sheedy's hair. He's just a real noise around the pitch and you love that that's that's the rugby you want to see oh i love that i love no, that. there's a line for me you can't like i don't know it's like when people laugh when you make mistakes and stuff i think i don't know it used to frustrate the the, the living hell out of me mate i've just had a, a message come through whilst we're doing this saying is that a university of bristol hat from sue and lily crap who is gonna sue and lily crap the have you tweeted a picture of this well i put it on our insta story to say if you've got any questions send them in and she's gonna kill me i mean not just is she head of swansea uni rugby she's a tough woman yeah but I'll, i went to swansea uni i've like i had no hope of getting into this university <laughs> that's why isn't it you're just you're feeling like you wish you could. This is this is something that maybe. I wouldn't wear my Harvard rugby t-shirt. I'll tell you one thing. I am noticing a lot on uh, on uh, this Zoom conversation. How much you play with your hair now? It's long. I know. Maybe we should have a podcast vote. Long hair, short hair. I hate my hair. I don't hate it, but you stroking it as if it's um. What about mustache? <laughs> anyway, should we carry on talking about some rugger? Well, yeah, should we talk about the Premier 15s was back? Well, back unless you're Bristol or Wasps. Because yeah, so funny. There's no testing. Well, it's not funny, Danielle. There's no, no testing. No, it's so funny. Well, if you let me finish, it's so funny because um, it's not funny, actually. I don't even know. Like, I thought it was good. Was the young... <laughs> was actually the picture. I, did, I just realised what I was going to say was funny was my joke. <laughs> so it's like you to laugh at your own joke <laughs> mate so they put out a picture of um claudia mcdonald and abby dowers in the background i'm um, like powering away through basically saying that wasps game has been cancelled and i tweeted for quad's sake um about yeah, like, i saw that i yeah, knew you were proud of that which is that was that was what i was saying was funny but then i realized it was my joke probably should have <laughs> Anyway, I'm very sad for the girls, very frustrating, um, mainly because Wasps now have a r zero run-in to playing Quinns, yeah. um, which is never good. And Quinns... Can we start with that Quinns result then? Picking up where they left off 103-0 against DMP. Like... 
I think we need to move on because I'm going to get really frustrated with it. So, okay. well, I have to say the game that surprised me was Saracens Worcester, which was 34-25. And I've got a question for you on that one because I know you watched this one, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, watched it on the Saracens. Saracens, fair play to them. A um, couple of days before the game, set up the cameras and um, called in media maestros, Hannah Bosserman and Bryony Cleal for the commentary. To be fair, um, I think it's the first time they've both done it and uh, they did really well. Like they were clearly having a laugh and um, it's always nice to have a voice over rugby. Um, yeah. You know, watching it silence a bit bit rubbish so yeah especially when there's no crowd either that's it to Saris for getting that sorted actually yeah, massive for them so my question for you is there's obviously a number of law variations and changes mm-hmm. this season in this tournament because of the what lack of thing oh there's a long list which <laughs> you sent me you absolute nause what <laughs> Or a few basically a, a number of them are trying to limit the amount of scrums in the game so they're looking at 75% less scrums. Uh-huh. Is that going to affect Saracens whilst that's in progress? Because they're such a forward dominating team. They score a lot of first phase tries. Do you think that's where maybe Worcester capitalised on the weekend? Um, yes and no. I think Saris are missing quite a few of the girls. Obviously, um, Hannah and Bryony. Um, Sarah McKenna wasn't playing, haven't caught up with her, so I'm not sure whether she's injured. But um, Marley Packer, um, she wasn't playing, she was on the mic um, for uh, the Gloucester Heartbreak Extra game. And congratulations, Marley, uh, for becoming a mummy too. Recorded. Um, and uh, anyway, um, I think what was, what was, and it was, it, it, I'm going to say it was interesting um, to see was they are, have replaced a lot of things where you would have had a scrum option with a free kick. Yeah. So forward pass and the handling was a bit shoddy at times from both teams. There was reasonable amount of knock-ons, but the, instead of having a scrum, they get, you get free kick, which I think I would have been like, Oh my God, give me the ball. I would have been like gone you know, but actually how teams evolve with the rules over the next few weeks is going to be really interesting. And the coach is going to earn their money because though how you do and what you do with that free kick, because it's not something that you get a lot of. And normally on a free kick, if it's slow, you get a scrum. Yeah. If you go quickly, you go quick, you can go quickly. Do you know what I mean? So I think you're going to see teams, ramping up tempo if they're quite a fit team um wasps i know would pride themselves on their fitness um not saying that they're going to go quickly but i don't know but um zoe harrison from saris was putting up quite a few bombs um which was fine and a couple of times they got a really good chase on but other times it didn't so it's like a, it was basically like counter-attack like free-for-all for worcester you think um, and giselle have got a bit of an advantage now after watching a round of the other teams playing this weekend and seeing how it's worked in practice um yes and no because the players have still got to execute and it is very different playing your first game i'm speaking to a few of the girls i know that their uh, bodies are a bit sore um but the i think the most surprising thing from that game wasn't the selection of um tactical plays that they did from free kicks was actually Worcester um and how good they were um Alex Matthews was a team trained she was class um really good to see her back and actually Alex Callender who isn't a name that I've really heard of before um is basically a baby Alex blonde hair played at seven um she's like a mini blonde 
um, warrior princess like Xena. Um, and she, she was brilliant. And then to add to the mix, um, Fisher came on at the center. Um, and uh, it was really good to see her. And, and you know, Yappy was always going to make a massive difference with recruitment. And this year you can see the amount of players that have gone there. Um, they've signed Katie Mattinson. She's come back from Canada um, at Scrum Half. And I think she'll make a massive difference to Worcester because it'll be the consistency and delivery and speed of pass. Um, so, yeah, I think they were unfortunate. They didn't quite have the game management to see the game out. Um, and I'm sure, you know, in post-match interviews, they were disappointed. But... Yeah, I don't, they are not the team um, that they have been over recent years. Yaki has taken them to the next level and they'll, they'll be fighting with that top six, which is awesome. Uh, have to have a word from you on Exeter being in because obviously it's Susie's side. So yeah. they uh, lost out to Gloucester Hartbury 34-14, but great to see them in the league and great for rugby in the West Country. Yeah, that look. And I know how much it means to a lot of the players. I think Garnet McKinder tweeted how it was a dream come true to play for Exeter um, Chiefs. And um, I think they're going to take a little bit longer to embed because they are, they're a brand new side. Um, but having read the report, I haven't seen the game, but having read the report, it showed that they really did have um, the attacking flair that you would associate with someone like Susie. So she's obviously recruited well. Um, Zachary's come over from America. There's a few of the girls and um, I think she had quite an influence on that game. Um, what was amazing about the that game though was the return of Tatiana Hurd. Um, to come back from her injury, uh, or lots of injuries, ACL injuries, is just... Uh, it, it is brilliant for an athlete um and for her to come back and get through and play well she set up a try for kelly smith and um yeah did just looked at exactly how she um has always looked so that was really cool um and actually just just on injuries we spoke about briefly the quinn's result but they had abby scott or now ward because she married david ward um, who I went to school with, so it's very strange because he's always been such a lad. And uh, yeah, so he's now married, which is good. Um, she's back from 11 months out. Um, Leanne Riley had a, had surgery. Um, she came off the bench, I think, for a little while, 20 minutes or so. And uh, Langi Tuima. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she like did a little highlights reel of herself doing offloads <laughs> and setting stuff up and playing. And, and uh, she's just such a has such a kindred spirit on the rugby field and brings like a real unique style of of game and with her and Tatiana not playing and out injured for a long time the England centres have been kind of a little bit um I don't think as I think they've been a bit static I think Amber Reed has come back in and, and she's played really well um they've played Zoe Harrison at 12 I, I don't know I I prefer to see her in the 10 shirt so I think it's going to introduce some real um, flair into the centres and it'll be interesting to see like what that looks like over the autumn with the 10, 12, 13. We're, we're 12 months out from World Cup, so what, you know, no better time. Um, I was going to ask you, so obviously we've seen a huge disruption to global sport during this, not least of which the World 7 Series. And as things stand, we're not sure what's going to happen with this year's 7 Series. Do you think that we might see any players from any of those other teams come and have a little cameo for Premier 15's clubs this season? Maybe a couple of the USA girls find their way over here or... 
Um, I think possibly from Europe, but at the moment you're not going to see any movement because um, of the World Cup qualifications. So, yeah. um, and also with lockdown, I know that the transfer of Irish players to travel back and forth has been really challenging. So, um, you know, and, and Wasps have got quite a few of those girls. Um, I think you'll see, well, Patricia Garcia has um, come over and she signed for Exeter, but she wasn't playing, but because by the looks of things, she's over in Spain. Yeah. Um, and um, they've had a positive case in their camp, haven't they? Basically, I'm trying to start like an Alev Kelter hype train. <laughs> Alev over here playing in the league you know she's one of my favorite people anyway and I just feel like she'd be a real asset to Premier 15s Bristol would be a good fit because then I can get her put up maybe she can go and stay with my mum and dad while she's playing there there's a lot of Welsh commuters so I can get her some sort of lift buddy system I think to be honest I mean to be fair it would be awesome to see Alev in the um in the Premier 15s she's an absolute beast um just I remember playing them in the World Cup and she just would slot people for fun. But um, I think the problem that they've got genuinely is now that they've got only 40 players, they've gone from 60 players to 40, which was difficult to cut down. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've got this um, £60,000 salary cap, how can you fly in people from abroad and not give them work and not allow them to be a professional rugby player? You know, like it, they have to be in a certain point in their career to really, really want to gain the opportunity of playing um, to move such a big, such a long way. Um, I think maybe some of the, um, some of the girls from Europe might come across, um, but at the moment their focus is to qualify their team for the World Cup. And then actually, you know, are they, are they then going to stay and play over there? So Gita Franco is a really good example. She, because of, it's not necessarily the clash of games as in internationals are clashing with, um, Premier 15s, although they are now um, yeah. actually the amount of time that she had to spend back in Italy for training camps um, has meant that she, there's no point in Quinn signing her, they can't sign her so she's moved back to Italy, um, which is a real shame because she was a great player to have over in the league Yeah, um, I just want to say before we wrap up for the evening obviously Saracens did a huge amount for the league on the weekend by getting that game up and streamed um, it's not enough there needs to be more and I just think it's unreal I was looking earlier on at how many of the Farrah Palmer Cup games have been televised in New Zealand so of the 30 games that have been played so far in that league this season in that competition 13 games have been televised so nearly half of all matches have been televised yeah, although interestingly, behind the <clears throat> behind the stats, Charmaine Smith, who was a second row player that had to retire because of a, a back injury, um, incredible player actually, like probably one of the nastiest people on the rugby field I've ever seen, but in a good way. Um, she um, called them out and said that the game was supposed to be on. It was then moved and then it wasn't played. Um, and there's also no mention on other New Zealand TV and highlight shows and stuff. So I think as much as the games are being shown, it, which is amazing, and Sky and Zed are doing a brilliant job, I think it's it, it, there is room for improvement potentially. Um, but actually this We're weekend... We're way off though, aren't we? Yeah, well, we need to give a shout out there, actually, because Portia Woman became, broke another record just because she can, scored six tries in one of the games. Um, yeah. Cool. 
yeah. casual from Porsche. It's just, yeah, it's easy, isn't it? But um, yeah, so she scored six tries, absolutely flying. Um, another thing that Sky and Z have actually done really well um, is uh, in their coverage of the Bledisloe Cup. So I tuned in, genuinely tuned in. So it was obviously played over in the middle of the night. Yeah. Put on my, I asked Simona, do we record it? He was like, no. So put on to um, Sky, like rugby, and it was being shown. 10 a.m. this morning, yeah, rerun. Yeah, but I tuned in at 81 minutes. So I tuned in at 81 minutes as um, they were taking the kick to that he then ends up hitting the post. So that's the moment I tuned in, having not watched any of the game, and then proceeded to watch eight more minutes of rugby, <laughs> which was the most ridiculous, ridiculous um Honestly, it was like turnover, carry on playing, turnover, carry on playing, turnover, carry on playing. It was honestly absolutely ridiculous. And then the shout out, what I'm talking about, because um, I can't really talk about the rugby, but it was a good finish, um, is the fact that they had Hani Hirami, who um, played on the wing, played for New Zealand Sevens and also played for New Zealand uh, Rugby League um, in the studio. With she was tremendous as well. She was so good. Yeah, she was brilliant. And I think that... They're normalising that now, um, which is really, really cool. And I think that that's the same with Stacey Fluer doing um, Maori TV and seeing some of the coverage. So, yeah, I think that that's... Lot, hasn't she? Ruby Tui. Um, I, Andrew Swain, the um, Fox Sports commentator in Australia, when I said on social media, has anyone got any shout outs? And he said a shout out to Reese Hodge and three inches of goalpost. Crikey, I'm gutted, elated, emotional. What a test match. <laughs> so I think that that's cemented. I probably do need to watch the recording. I recorded it, so maybe I'll watch it after. I'm not. I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we say goodbye? Let's say goodbye. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.